This is Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of the Game of Life. Let's go. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome to the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast. I'm your host, Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami. And we have something very, very special today. We have a long-standing Big Brothers, Big Sisters match. We got mom, we have the littles, the sons, and we got the big brother as well. Lenny, welcome to our studio. Thank you. Michael, uh, Richard, Thanks. welcome to the studio. And big brother Robert, thank you for your service as a big and staying in touch with these not-so-little guys. You're more than welcome. Lenny, as a mom, you trusted us with your sons. In uh, what year did they get matched to their big brother? It was about 1970. 1970. Things were, a Very, lot has changed since then, Lenny. Absolutely. <laughs> now, tell me why you signed your sons up for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, when Michael was six years old and Richard was four, their father passed away. So they put everything they had and all their love to my father, who was young. He was 59 years old. So he became like a, a surrogate father. And a year to the day that my husband died, my father died unexpectedly. So they were really upset. And then on top of it, their pet dog died. And I tried to do everything I could to keep them occupied, but I felt that they really need a man's influence in their life. And there wasn't anyone else to turn to. A lot of friends and their fathers would say, come along, we'll take the kids, but it wasn't the same. So I had heard about Big Brothers, and I called to see what I had to do to get a Big Brother. The boys, um, Richard had become sort of quiet after his father died, and uh, became like a perfect child. You know, if I told him to sit down, he sat down, go to bed, go to bed. And I worried a little. And Mike, he was just sad. And he kept saying it wasn't fair, and he hated God or whoever took his father. It, wasn't, it just wasn't fair. And so I, I felt terrible. And I said, i got to do something. So that's why I called Big Brothers. Um, we had a pediatrician who was one of the most fantastic people I've ever come across and she guided us and without her I don't know what I would have done and she mentioned that this might be a good idea too so I called the Big Brothers Association at the time and asked what I had to do or how do you go about getting a big brother and uh, I've been very very fortunate and I don't know who to thank maybe Marty is looking out for us up there but my kids have been fantastic. I've never had any problems with them. Regular, you know, even when they were little, he was upset, you know, he'd cry. Richard got very quiet. And when Richard was about, I don't know, maybe eight years old after they had met Robert, um, he went to a birthday party at a friend's house. And um, Richard started to run around and carry on and having such a good time and I said, Richard, what happened to my quiet little boy? And he said to me, you mean your sad little boy, Mom? He went away. And so from then on, his personality came out a whole lot. 
And, That's uh, right. <laughs> so, um, and then they, they got involved with, with, with um, Robert, and um, they got, you know, the security of being with a man and doing boy things, and that's what was important. And I got them involved <coughs> with sports, mm -hmm. and Michael played football for a little while, and he'd put all his clothes on. He could hardly stand up. He was <laughs> <laughs> And then they got involved with what they had Corey League in those days, baseball. So between all those things and being with Bob, I think it helped them a great deal. Thank you for trusting you know, big brothers, big sisters with uh, with your boys, and Marty's definitely looking out so. for all of us. Yes. And when we think about the children who may be sad, they need that that role model in their life, that mentor, that friend, just to have some fun and do some things. Robert, you signed up to be a big brother and you have an educational background talk to us a little bit well i was a school teacher at coral park senior high school and i wanted to give community service and i heard about big brothers and there was not big sisters then there was only big brothers right and they had a small so i decided that i would do something within the community that would help somebody and so i applied to big brothers and they did a background check, which really wasn't much of a background check back then since we didn't have computers. And I was interviewed, and they said, well, okay, we've got a match for you. And I said, great. Who is this? They said, well, we have a little young man named Michael Stein, and we think that would be a great match. And they didn't tell me much about him except that he was uh, about eight years, seven, eight years old, and he like sports and maybe we'd be a good match and so they matched us up and that's how it all began now when you met michael uh, tell us about when you came to that house to meet your little brother it was an aha moment to some extent talk to us about that well i met not you know not knowing it at that, that time i met uh marty stein their dad many many years before and uh, because I sponsored a boys club at the high school called Civitan, it was really called Civitan Juniors, and Marty Stein, their dad, was in a club uh, called Civitan. And I met Marty, and we got to become friendly. In fact, I met Lenny. And then uh, he was very nice to me. In fact, he had a partner named Bernie Landers, and I went out with them, and I used to go to once a month to their monthly luncheons at Civitan and brought two of the boys from the high school. And then, like everything else over the years, I stopped being, I was stayed a school teacher, but I didn't see Marty, and what occurred was late, later years, I uh, didn't meet Marty, but I met his wife again. Knocked on the door, <laughs> Lenny opens, and I recognize her, and there she is. Lenny Stein, and there was uh, Michael Stein. Michael was a little boy around seven, eight years old. He's, he was a small little boy, and Lenny looked at me, I looked at her and said, I know you, that was the beginning. Family reunited. Michael, you see this man at the door, and let me just pause for a minute and just, wow. Just how, having, just, it's something how these things work out. 
just what were you thinking seeing this guy here he is here's your big brother yeah i i really don't remember because it's 53 years ago <laughs> but and correct me if i'm wrong we went out to eat yes we did so we went out to eat and i got this big tray of food i remember that well coral way cafeteria right and so i ate you know because i wanted to eat i wanted to make sure that i ate and he thought i was like a good kid right because my mom told me to behave <laughs> you know don't don't do anything you're not supposed to do so i ate like a champion and i, I remember coming home and getting sick because i ate too much but that that's really what i really remember about the first time that we went out i really remember more of all the times we went out and the stuff we did and uh yeah. I yeah. must interject there because the next time I went to pick up Michael, Lenny meets me at the door. And she says, Robert, and I thought, what did I do wrong? Because I had no children. I had no idea what she's going to say to me. And she says, Robert, you took Michael out for lunch. And I said, yeah, he ate well. And she says, yes, he tried to impress you, so he ate so well he threw up. And that was the beginning that I knew I had to make sure that Michael listened to me and not ate so much. That's so all much. right. I love that. And eventually, let's, we're going to talk about all the things you all did, but your little brother, your biological little brother, if you will, and Richard, yes, you became a little. So when did you team up with uh, this Probably crew? like maybe a year, year, maybe two years after. Oh, two years. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure in the times. I mean, sure. for me, it was um, 50, yeah, 53 years ago. Um, so maybe two years, at two, two, one and a half, two years. But the funny thing is that the first time Robert took me, just me, to do something, we went to some karate class. And I had this, back then, it was a TV dinner. And I, you know, whatever it was, I saw it. And I thought, oh, you know, I must have saw it a commercial. You probably got some free little toy with it or something. And I wanted that. And so I, my mom bought it for me. I ate this TV dinner. We went to this karate thing. I came home and I threw up. <laughs> so it must have been. So let me just, let's just pause for a minute now. Yeah. So, Robert, there's a pattern with you and uh, yeah. these boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after the first meeting, none of us threw up anymore. That's good. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I had been tagging along yes. with them for a good year and a half, um, two years, because, you know, he was taking Mike to some really cool things, and, uh, you know, I was like a third wheel. So I uh, staying at home, playing with my G.I. Joes, and uh, <laughs> who wants to do that? Um but, uh, but, yeah, we went to some great things, well, University of Miami uh, football and baseball games. And, um, you know, this is back in the early 70s when uh, you could get anything. I, I think United Way was, was just giving us stuff to do. And we went on a blimp ride. Wow. Yeah, we went on the blimp. Uh, what else? That? Yeah, we went on the blimp twice. The blimp went over... Miami Beach went low. We saw all the sharks. Yeah. And Michael must have been 10. They, I must have been you, 8. They actually let you fly the blimp with the wheel so you yeah. could get in the seat and fly the blimp for a little bit. Incredible. Incredible. So as we as you all think about football games, uh, 
flying over beautiful uh, Miami, South Florida in a blimp. Uh, as you all grew, as you got older, if you will, uh, talk to me about, okay, from adole- you know, childhood to adolescence uh, and what you're doing now. So let's start with you, Richard. Um, well, you know, I mean, we did so much, so many great things. But the one thing that I, uh, you know, it stuck out for me is, um, you know, he was, Robert became, as we were growing up, you know, part of the family. Yeah. You know, so there, you know, birthdays, he was there. Um, special occasions when uh, Michael got bar mitzvahed, he was there. Um, I think he, he was, he helped him with some of the stuff. Uh, uh, same thing with me. Um, this was a time when, um, you know, uh, you know, I guess the religious clergy at the time, women didn't go up and 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 be at the with the within the you know the Torah for bar mitzvahs and stuff like that. So, um, uh, Robert helped us with that. He I remember one of the first things Michael did was play football, and Robert helped him put on his pads and stuff like that. Um, and um, you know I can't say that, that that having all that experience with University of Miami football games and baseball games had any like you know things as far as in the future, but I ended up going to the University of Miami, and um, uh, and uh, so now it's a nice rivalry because <laughs> Michael went to University of Florida. But um, We'll get there in a minute. Yeah, and um, uh, and now, you know, my with my current job, I've been in the pharmaceutical sales, um, legitimate um, pharmaceutical sales. Thank you for the clarification. Um, yes, um, so I've been, uh, I've been doing sales pretty much my entire career after out of school. So first job was with Xerox, and then I got into... Um, Pharma sales, and I specialize in in uh, chemotherapy um, uh, agents. So, okay. uh, so yeah. And Michael's had a, a real, I mean, much better, stellar career than me. Um, so, it's a little different. I wouldn't say just much, a little different. Yeah, different paths. It was uh, it was a wonderful experience. I made an impact on a lot of kids, and um, you know, even to this day. I've had uh, parents say to me every once in a while, they'll run into me and go, you know, so. Thank you. You know, they would, you know, unfortunately their child had died right. from their disease, but they would say thank you that, you know, for a whole week all they talked about was doing that. And then afterwards, you know, they always had the ball, you know. from So it was it was a, a wonderful experience to do it. Your little brother, the sad child that's now the happy child who's helping other kids who are sick. Oh, well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. No, it's just the, it's the, it's the facts. And no. so that is that's very, very special. Lenny, again, you think about just your your kids growing up. Robert, you think about just spending that time uh, with with these kids, and so hearing how service you just keep paying it forward is is very very special. Well, I I, I, I you know I I, I um, a lot of it has to do with um, my mom and the love that she's shown. Both Michael and I, um, and and Robert's influences as, as well. I mean, of just you know being in that that relationship of giving back. Yes. And um, and you know doing something um, that's bigger than you. That's right. That's right. So, and as we think about public safety, now you were alluding to it as well, Richard. And sir, I just wanted to interject to, to thank you for uh, what you shared and what what you've done and are continue to do. Michael, uh, law enforcement, when did you decide to become a police officer? So I went to school, 
and got out of school. I was 22 years old. Where'd you go to school? We got to put that on record. University, the University of Florida. Go Gators. <laughs> uh, long story short is I always wanted to be a cop. So Always. Always. Wow. I would have my bike tricked out like I was a motorcycle cop, which that's a whole other story we won't get into today. Well, we should. But, <laughs> but I always wanted to be a police officer, and that's the path I took. Uh, I don't want to. I don't mean to interrupt you. When he must have been two, two and a half years old, he used to tell his daddy, "I'm going to be a policeman when I grow up. I want to be a policeman when I grow up." And Marty used to say, "All little boys say that. They all want to be policemen, firemen." He said, "He'll probably outgrow it," but he never did. Third, he, Thirty-eight years later, yeah. And oh. We had a picture of Marty holding. Michael and he had a policeman's hat on. Oh. Yeah, there was a when he was like two or whatever, and I think we lost it in Hurricane Andrew. Mm -hmm. No, I, we f I found it. Did it, you? Find yeah, it? I found it. Oh, good. We need to see that. Yeah. Well, the the other thing is, uh, I just want to say, as a kid, always wanted to be a cop. He's talking always. about his bike had a plexiglass shield on it, like a motorcycle, uh, police motorcycle, and he had one of those notepads that flip up. And he would give tickets to the other kids riding their bicycles around the neighborhood. Always wanted to be a cop. Michael, this is deep. Okay, I'm, I we won't can move on. Yeah. So I won't interrupt again. <laughs> anyway, um, listen. The the whole th this whole Big Brothers uh, initiative initially, when I was a little kid, uh, has shaped a lot of what we have become, and. When we first came today, well, before this whole show, we were talking, and you said, you know, the alumni. I don't consider ourselves alumni. What we have is a family. We were very fortunate to be matched with, with Robert. I still call him Bob, even though it irritates him. Uh, it's mm. true. So we, uh, we are truly a family. Uh, and as we got older, because I think that's where you started this whole conversation what happened from the time you were little kids to you know as you grew older so there was you know Robert had a family has three great kids they're they're grown and he has grandkids so there was a period of time um, I don't know, around high school and college that we'd stay in touch but we really didn't see each other that much mm -hmm. because he was raising his family I was in high school or in college and away and Richard too uh, but we always always stayed in touch he always reaches out and just a phone call hey how's it going how's how was school going how's sports going all of that and obviously my mom always stayed um, kept us grounded we were always taught to keep our feet on the ground and and do the right thing always do the right thing uh, so those core values are just embedded in us and sometimes in today's day and age those core values get blurry uh, they, you know those those lines get get a little blurry but it's it's really important um, whether you're getting at home or not to keep your feet on the ground and and, and do the right thing so uh, that's why I went into law enforcement uh, because I want to do the right thing and give back to the community uh, I did 30 years, and the day after I retired, I went to another agency and continued. 
So we're 38 years down the road. Uh, I may have a couple more years left in me, but I think I'm getting towards the end of my career. But uh, that's, you know, how our progression started. When we were little, uh, I was at Robert's house most weekends, a lot of weekends. And I spent the weekend there, and we did all kinds of things, and we had fun. And then as you get older, you know, yeah, interests change. Things right. things change. Yeah. And now, sometimes when we go out to dinner, sometimes he Robert will pay, sometimes I'll pay. You know, it's just you you find that things kind of switch. So we uh, take care of each other. You know, now I drive. <laughs> so Robert, uh, but I, thank you for your service. I got to just pause and thank you for your service. Uh, our law enforcement, uh, we have an incredible Bigs and Blue program where we match police officers with Lodos. And so to have a Lodo who was given tickets out before he was actually an official officer to be, to, you're, again, three plus, almost four decades in law enforcement is really uh, commendable. So thank you, Michael, uh, for, for your service uh, in law enforcement as well. Robert, as we think about these not so little guys anymore, when you see them now, when they, when they bought you your first dinner, lunch, whatever that meal was, did you throw up? I gotta ask the question for the benefit of the audience. First, first we have to clarify, they never paid for any of my meals, so I, I wanna clarify that. Very good, sir. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's great just watching them grow up. Yes, sir. You know, and having their own families. And uh, as we both got, as I got older, my my kids and my grandkids, I decided Michael and Michael and Richard, when I see them, we go out, well, especially with Michael, because Michael lives in the greater Miami area. Richard's up in Orlando right now. Michael and I would go out for dinner about once a month, uh, pre-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, we'd go over to something like Flanagan's, we'd meet. <clears throat> We'd, we'd have uh, dinner together or lunch together. Richard coming in from Orlando. I'm a very good communicator, so I call them all the time. And he does. That's true. Yeah. I probably average uh, once a week just to find out how they are because uh, I think it's important to stay in contact. They might have gotten older, but they're still my little brothers. Wow. Why don't you tell... Why don't you tell them, or, or tell Gail, about how you used to introduce us as your little brother, and we don't look anything alike? I yeah, love that. Let's do it. Yeah, so people would always say, because they thought they were my kids, you know, and so they'd say, well, your kids, and I'd say, no, these are my little brothers, and they'd look at me, and they'd look at them and say, we don't understand. I'd say, well, you don't, can't tell you the whole family story. Uh, you know, because they want the story, how, but you know, but it was just fabulous, you know, just people would think like that. And then what occurred is as I had my own children, my own children then would meet Michael and Richard. And so, you know, we, we became a bigger family. And that's just the way it should be, that everybody should do something else for somebody and just think about the community because that's what Big Brothers is all about. Big Brothers, Big Sisters is helping the community. And if everybody would help the community, I think we'd have a much better community. And now he tells everybody, here's my little brothers. We're bigger than him. <laughs> yeah, uh, it used to be that I was you know, bigger than them, and now I'm only, you know, with, uh, as I'm getting older, I'm getting shorter. 
You know, I started out at five eight, five nine, I'm probably down to five six. So they're six two and six four. So the sizes have changed. So now they pick me up, they drive me around, they take care of me, which is okay with me. Absolutely. They still have not bought you a meal. Is that what you're saying? That oh. is very true. I got to oh, tell you that please. that is the truth. To this day, oh, to this day, oh, they have God. not treated me for a meal. Well, I'll tell you so, what. So, little brothers, I need you to, fine. before we close the show. So, uh, before we'll go to we McDonald's. close the show, I absolutely uh, will say categorically deny that that happened. <laughs> oh, but, oh. To, but on the record, I'm buying lunch today. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Richard, you going to take care of the tip? You know, I don't do, Can you tip at McDonald's? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Sure, why not? Robert, I love the way uh, you summarize the relationship because it is family. And what's beautiful about, you know, alumni by definition is, okay, you, you once were. But so this yeah, is not about it. You still are. Lenny, I started the show with it. As we close the show, thank you. You're more than welcome. For getting all this started. Uh, it was a pleasure. <laughs> no, it is. We are family from a big brother's, big sister's standpoint. There's folks who will listen to this and certainly have a lump in their throat like I do. Because, again, you think about a father. You think about you know, a, a mother and father. You think about everybody has needs. But then when the community steps up and they do what they need to do to help somebody along the way, uh, that, that's very, very special and something we never take for granted. Michael and <clears throat> Richard, your service to the community, how you've helped others along the way in your own special ways. We're proud of you, little brothers. We love celebrating our big. So Richard and Michael, respectively, closing thoughts. Michael, you're, you're the first. Yeah, you were the first one match. Let's do this in sequential order. You know, it takes a village. And uh, I think because of what my mom did, that first step, because of what Robert did and his commitment uh, and his motivation, my brother and I are what we are. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take much to have an impact on somebody, especially someone who's impressionable and just needs that, that someone to lean on. So my mom knows I love her more than anything. I would do anything in the world for her. Robert knows that too. You know, sometimes, you know, over the years we've had, we've had disagreements or whatever, nothing terrible, but he knows I love him and I would do anything for him. So, uh, it's just important. It's important to have that impact on somebody. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, uh, it's hard to follow that, but uh, um, you know, I, I I I second everything that Michael just said. Uh, the other thing is, you know, um, for me, um, uh, being in the business that I am and managing and 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 managing people and and mentoring, uh, it's it's really you know it's giving something of yourself to help that person reach their personal or business goals, and 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 this whole. Uh, this whole relationship has helped me um, give uh, and get that satisfaction of well, you know of, of of just helping and just seeing somebody become you know reaching those goals and becoming a better person than than they were just by you know like Michael said it's um it doesn't take a whole lot to 
to affect uh, and effect um, somebody's life or trajectory uh, uh, and letting them become a better version of themselves. Family, life's been good to me so far. <laughs> and as I look and listen to all of you, your story is inspirational. If anyone's out there and they want to be a big brother or big sister, bbbsmiami.org. Look no further than this incredible family. Uh, may Marty Stein rest in peace. Thank you. His legacy lives on through these boys and through men who have stepped up like you, Robert. Thank you. To just give back because that's what family is all about. The Game of Life Mentoring Podcast and the Game of Life, everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Let's go. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you.